Today on the Inside Scoop, Ohio State Intel coming off a big visit weekend in Columbus, Colorado. So have some key targets down the stretch. We're less than two months to signing day. So let's get it started. Where? With Ryan Wingo, the number seven ranked wide receiver in the country, the number 26 best player overall, according to the On3 industry rankings. He's from St. Louis, Missouri, and he committed to the Texas Longhorns. A big decision went down on Wednesday. Were you guys watching that? Now, it wasn't fully expected because heading into this, all the picks were for Missouri. It seemed like the Tigers were going to be able to keep the elite five-star wide receiver in state. And why not? They were able to do so with Williams Winery, the five-star defensive lineman that everybody in the country was pursuing. But this time, Texas Longhorns ruined the dream for Eli Drinkowitz and his staff, and they land the elite five-star wide receiver. We're going to talk more about that with Texas Longhorn insider Jerry Hamilton in a moment. But first, we're going to talk a little Colorado recruiting and see what Coach Prime has going on. Colorado is looking hard at a handful of elite high school recruits to round out their 2024 recruiting class, but there's a lot of competition and we're two months away from that December signing day. So in this video, we're going to highlight the key targets that Coach Prime and his staff have in their sights. Will they be able to get them on campus and will they be able to close? Coming off a bye week, quarter of the season remains. I thought that this was a good time to go over some of Colorado's top high school targets. We know they're going to hit the portal hard after the season. This is only a look at their high school targets that they're trying to get on campus down the stretch. So Colorado fans, before we jump into this, subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We want you to be a part of it. You're passionate, and we're going to make the run to signing day with you. So go ahead, hit subscribe. Okay. All right, so in this video, like I said, we're taking a look at some important upcoming visits. Now, can they get Jordan Seaton back on campus? That's the question. Draylon Miller, fresh off his Aggie D commitment. He's up here on the board. Nick Marsh, word came out that he just locked in an official visit. And King Joseph Edwards, a pass rusher out of Georgia. All right, we're going to break it all down, but let's start at the top with five-star offensive tackle Jordan Seaton. Now, he's already been to Boulder this season, but it was an unofficial visit. It was great. He enjoyed his, the atmosphere. He was at that Colorado State game with all the uh, crazy environment that went on before the pregame. He loved it, and I talked to Seaton to this day, and he's still buzzing about Coach Prime in Colorado. He's saying he wants to make it back to Boulder for an official visit. That's great that he's saying it. Now we just got to see when he sets it up. I'd say Seaton is is probably the most important recruit at the high school level right now for Colorado just because he's an offensive tackle, the number two rated offensive tackle in America, has a great connection with Deion Sanders and that staff and wants to get back out there. Now, we just need to see him set that date sometime between now and mid-December. I think he does make it back to campus. All right, next name on the list is Draylon Miller. The number 79 overall prospect out of the state of Texas He's an explosive wide receiver, and he is on this list because he decommitted from the Aggies recently. Looked like he was going to potentially commit to LSU right coming off that decommit. He was on campus there last weekend, but he did not pull the trigger. And now I put him on Colorado's recruiting board. I know the staff is working it right now. We got to see, but it looks like November 11th will be the date that he comes in for an official visit. Uh, I think they do get that locked in. Probably by the end of this week, I think Ole Miss right now is the other team to watch. LSU, obviously, they're the team to beat, I would say. But Colorado and Ole Miss right there. Miller has not 
decided when he's going to make that final announcement. I think it'll come in late November, maybe December. All right, let's head down the list a little bit further to Nick Marsh, four-star wide receiver out of the state of Michigan. He visited Colorado earlier this season with his mom on an unofficial visit. Now, I spoke to Nick Marsh on this show right here, and he said he wanted to make it back for an official visit. This week, he did just that, and he locked in a date for December 15th. I love it. Colorado is going to get the last visit. It's five days before signing day. If you're going to make that final impression, that's when it's going to go down. We'll see if Nick Marsh is a late flip to Colorado. Georgia Tech also involved. Got to mention there, he's going to take an official visit to Georgia Tech this weekend. But as I said, Colorado will get the last shot at him on December 15th. All right. How's the start of college football season been for you guys? I know the games have been great, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before game can sometimes be a nightmare, and do not let this be the way that your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your team's favorite game, the biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many games you can go to, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Guys are terrible at that. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Game time, they have deals on tickets Even after an hour after the game starts, it is the place to get last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and even concert events. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off, download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. King Joseph Edwards, a 6'4", 220 pass rusher, another Georgia prospect, having a great season at Mill Creek High School. They're off to an 8-0 start, and King Joseph Edwards is a big part of that. Uh, locked in an official visit to Colorado for December 2nd, so we're going to see a postseason official visit. I love that as well. Able to spend more time with him and roll out the red carpet. No game on Saturday, so you know all that time and energy that's spent on the field, coaching, getting ready, um, all that. None. Just going to spend time with the coaching staff, Coach Prime, and his players. We'll see what happens, but I do like where they sit with that Georgia prospect, King Joseph Edwards. Um, FSU and Ole Miss also in his top three. He says he's going to probably take official visits to both. I know Ole Miss is going to get him on campus. We'll see about Florida State. Those are some of the big names. Now, there's still others, though. Jeremiah Beeman, you know, we've talked about him on this show a lot. He's a talented Alabama edge commitment that has been out to Colorado. Will he be back for an official visit? He tells Chad Simmons here at On3 that he's highly considering it, but nothing is scheduled just yet. So he is taking other visits. I know Jeremiah Beeman is listening to other schools, and Colorado is one of them. Now, there's already been some important official visits. Maybe the most important official visit so far came from five-star Texas A&M wide receiver commit Cam Coleman. He was on campus for his official September 29th, and I really like the the job that Colorado did there. He still remains committed to Texas A&M, 
but we see what's happening with their season. It's spiraling, and the Sharks are in the water. Auburn, they are also involved on Cam Coleman. Got him on campus for a surprise visit last weekend. I think Cam Coleman is still wide open. He's Even though he remains committed, I think he's still listening to other programs. Colorado, Auburn, I think those are the two teams you need to watch right now. Lastly, I want to hit on September 8th official visitor Cam Michael, two-way player out of Statesboro, Georgia, and there's a lot of buzz with Colorado right now. Obviously, Tennessee and Georgia are probably the other two front runners in this one, but Cam Michael's teammate, Amantre Bradford, already committed to Colorado. They were both together on that September 8th official visit. Amantre committed. Will Cam Michael be next to commit? Remember, he's from Statesboro, Georgia, and a big-time two-way player. If anybody's going to fill those shoes of Travis Hunter, why not Cam Michael? They're both out of the state of Georgia. We'll see what happens there. So this is kind of what it's looking like coming out of the bye week as Colorado hits the fourth quarter of their season, and you know what's going to happen when the season ends. That's recruiting season. And that's when Deion Sanders and his staff will have their time to shine. But today, we took a look at a few of the big key targets. Let me know in the comments section below who you think Colorado is going to land. And if there's somebody that I didn't have on this list, who do you think the Buffaloes need to get on campus? We'll be back on the Inside Scoop talking more Colorado Buffaloes later next week. For an entire week, Texas Longhorn fans were resigned to the fact that Ryan Wingo was headed to Mizzou. The five-star wide receiver from St. Louis, Missouri was staying home. All you can do, you just got to tip your cap and keep recruiting. But that's not what happened. Even the great Jerry Hamilton had a recruiting prediction machine pick in for the Tigers. But this is one case where Texas fans are happy that Jerry Hamilton was wrong. In this video, we're going to go behind the scenes to find out how Texas was able to flip the momentum last minute of this recruitment and land the elite wide receiver target. Also, can the Horns take advantage of a few struggling programs and flip their top commitments? We're going to find out in this video. Texas fans, hit that subscribe button. We need you to be a part of this. We want you to be a part of this. Hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. Thank you. All right, let's bring on Jerry Hamilton from inside Texas. And Jerry, Texas fans have never been so happy to see you wrong. What a roller coaster ride. How did Texas pull this one off? Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's a, it's a really different type of recruitment for me, Josh. I mean, you know, when, when Ryan and his family went to uh, the Wyoming, Texas-Wyoming game that September 17th, I thought it was all but done for Texas after that. I'd heard there was a silent commitment and this thing was headed Texas direction. Then a few weeks shortly after, it starts trending away. And to the point I look, I had a pick in for Texas. I switched to the Missouri. I mean, and it takes a lot for me to do that. So it was trending in Missouri. I mean, all the picks were going to Missouri in our industry. Uh, I think Ryan, the interesting thing about Ryan, uh, guys, is you know, when this recruitment started, and I always talked about Texas with him, he liked uh, Austin. He said the same things about Texas Arch Manning did. It's a big city. There's a lot of opportunity there. It's a good chance to have a life away from football in a big football environment. And I think when Ryan started this recruit, recruiting process, he had big eyes as far as football environments go. That's why I visited Michigan, Georgia. Tennessee, Texas, Notre Dame. I mean, he visited some of the biggest environments in college football, and you knew that's where his uh, his eyes were headed early in this process. But then Missouri has a good season. 
Um, the receivers, Luther Burden, is probably the best player in college football not talked about enough. Uh, the quarterback could be back next year. And, and Missouri gained a lot of momentum uh, with that. And, and I think at the end of the day, I, I think Texas came through in a big way. I mean, I think that relationship with Sarkeesian was key. I think a relationship with Arch Manning, the quarterback room at Texas in the future. And, uh, of course, if Texas wasn't going to the SEC, this wouldn't be possible. Tailgate season is here, and inside Scoop fans, I need to tell you about these Bird Dog shorts that I've been wearing. Bird Dogs, they were the big winner for me this summer, and I'm rolling right into the fall with them as well. I wear them to work. I wear them golfing. You guys know I brought them on vacation with me to Florida, so they are definitely my first pick for tailgating. Last weekend, I didn't pull up to Lot B with the boys in my old stiff khakis. Nope. I had my Bird Dogs on instead, and I'm glad I did because it's still hot out there. I know it just became October and it should be fall, but it is swampy out there. Not in my bird dogs because bird dogs have a great cloud knit fabric that looks just like a nice pair of khakis, but way more flexible and way more comfortable. And most importantly, it keeps you cool and dry even for a noon kickoff. So here's what we're going to do. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh or enter promo code Josh for a bird dog tech hat with your order. Yeah, one of these. Fashionable, it fits, it's great. I love to wear it golfing. Anyway, you get one of those free with your order if you type in birddogs.com forward slash Josh or promo code Josh for a bird dog tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Xavier Phil Samey, the number two ranked safety in the country. You were out to see him face to face this week. You spoke with him. He is committed to UF, but Texas just entered the picture about two or three weeks ago. So, Jerry, what do you think? Does he make it to campus before signing day? And what all? What? What's your read here on his recruitment? Yeah, I think he will make it to campus before signing day. Texas is trying to get him in this weekend for the BYU game. He says his father has something going on with work that could keep him from going down there because I think it's a trip he wants to make with his father. Obviously, his mother mm -hmm. lives in Orlando. His father lives in uh, McKinney. Uh, my take on it is Florida it remains in a really good spot. Florida's got good uh, momentum in this recruiting class with the L.J. McCray commitment. Uh, Xavier's tight with a lot of those guys. Um, but, look, he hasn't totally shut the door on the recruiting process. He's scheduled to be at USC November 4th. Oregon's trying to get him up in November Texas safeties coach Blake Gideon will be at his game November 3rd. I definitely think right now he may, he steps foot on campus in Austin before the December signing period because he's an early graduate, so he's got to come to a final decision here pretty quick. I think Florida's in a great spot for him, but he's definitely listening to Texas. He's made, had multiple conversations with Blake Gideon since he was offered the day he went to the Cotton Bowl, the Texas OU game, as a guest of Texas. Um, he has interest in Texas. I think the ability to play early at a Texas or Florida is meaningful in his recruitment. Um, but, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he makes those West Coast trips. I mean, that chips away at Florida a little bit more. But I think at the end of the day, this kid's going to play his college football in the state of Florida or the state of Texas. So it's up to Texas to flip him uh, because he's pretty solid to Florida. But I do think he'll set foot on campus. Okay, well, that visit to Texas will be key because without it, they have no shot. With it, hey, they have a puncher's chance, as Jerry likes to say. All right, two massively important visitors that will be on campus this weekend. We're talking about 2025 QB commitment, KJ Lacey, and he is going to bring his teammate 
five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams with him. How much of a priority is Williams to the Texas staff, especially with the rumors that he could be reclassifying to 2024? I think he's I think he's a huge target for Texas. I, I really do. I mean, he's a guy who he's just different, Josh. I mean, I, I've seen him twice now. Mm -hmm. He is so electric with the ball in his hands. There just aren't many guys like him in this country uh, at playing high school football. Yeah. The interesting thing with Ryan is it's such an interesting recruitment because his dad played at Auburn. Obviously, I met his dad at my freshman when he was a freshman. I was at the regional track meet at South Alabama. And I, and I ran into his dad, and he said, have you seen my son? And I was like, no. And he's like, he's a freshman. Uh, and, and he said, he's going to run 10-7. And I was like, wow, okay. And then he did. And I was like, okay, this this is crazy. Uh, this kid's really talented. Um, but, you know, he's committed to Alabama. He's got intense pressure to stay in the home state. But he's been to Auburn twice this year. He's been to Georgia as well. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it was always a possibility that when K.J. Lacey made his in-season unofficial visit to Texas, which is this weekend for the BYU game, Ryan Williams may make that trip with him. We'll see if he actually makes that trip with him. We think he is, but until he gets on that plane, uh, you, you have to still keep it as a maybe. Uh, but K.J. Lacey, I don't think this will be the only Texas game he comes to or his only mm -hmm. visit before December. I'll say that. Uh, but uh, Ryan Williams is a big, big target for Texas. Yeah, and, and it's good to see that he is a priority. And the reason I ask is because if he does reclassify, I mean, we're talking about less than two months until the 2024 signing day. So he becomes a – his recruitment comes at you real fast if he reclassifies. All right, let's talk about some struggling programs. Clemson, they are one of them. So, Jerry, I got to ask you, is Texas making a second run at four-star DB Corian Gibson from Lancaster High School? It's interesting you ask that. I was at Lancaster High School Monday afternoon for practice. By the way, I have a 2025 receiver, Emmanuel Choice. We will be talking about it on this show in the future. Name um, the no. But, man, name the no. Uh, Corey Gibson, I think he's locked in with Clemson. The, the, the wow. information I got on that visit uh, Monday was that he's still committed for all the same reasons. Nothing's changed. So while Clemson is struggling a bit on the field, or a lot, depending on what Clemson fans think, Corian Gibson appears to be locked in for the reasons he committed in the first place. Nothing's mm -hmm. changed. Um, and he had a season-ending knee injury. And the loyalty is big with him. Yeah. Um, he's a loyal guy, and Dabo and that staff have been loyal to him. They've never wavered after his season-ending knee injury. Some of the other schools, not Texas, but some of the other schools that were still trying to recruit him backed off after that knee injury. Uh, Clemson has never wavered on him. Texas is going to keep trying to make a run, but as of right now, I would say no, not a good shot for Texas. I think he sticks with Clemson. All right. Well, you know, there's still more games to get played in yeah. Texas. They are very aggressive on the recruiting trail, especially down the stretch. What about a guy like five-star defensive lineman Dominic McKinley? Position in need. Texas A&M is struggling. They're a program that's taken on water, and I don't know if they got enough buckets to bail it all out. Imagine him lined up on the inside next to Colin Simmons. Jerry, can Texas fans dream? Oh, you can always dream. Uh, I would say this. Steve Sarkeesian, Bo Davis have been lightly in communication with Dominic McKinley since he committed. Um, I think the ball is more in the McKinley court here. Mm -hmm. uh, if this thing was to get serious, uh, but I think how AM plays down the stretch. I mean, how you know how, how much goes on with that recruiting class? You saw Draylon Miller uh, decommit yep. now, leading the LSU over USC. There's some questions about Weston Davis, the offensive tackle committed AM. So far, he stayed committed. 
Uh, Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker from Jasper, so far he stayed committed. He was scheduled to visit Texas officially September 30th. Ty Anthony Smith didn't make the trip. So he's, he's staying in contact with Texas. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if that class starts to kind of unravel. I would expect that Dominic McKinley gets a little more serious about uh, re-engaging with some staffs. Hmm. Well, we're seeing the cracks already with, like you said, Draylon Miller, a top 100 wide receiver, reopened his recruitment just recently. So we'll keep an eye on that because I'm sure Texas fans would love to see a five-star interior defensive lineman like Dominic McKinley added to their commit list at the very end. We'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. We'll have you back on soon, Jerry. Thank you today, though, for stopping by the inside scoop. Ohio State currently has the number two ranked recruiting class in America, but the Buckeyes aren't finished. In this video, we're going to break down who are a few of the most important remaining targets. And here's a hint. They're in the trenches. We'll also cover three elite 2025 names that were on campus this weekend and Buckeye fans need to know. But before we get going, hit the subscribe button of the On3 Recruits channel, Buckeye fans. We need you to be a part of it, so do me a favor, hit subscribe. All right. Let's bring on Alex Gleitman from Letterman Row. We're going to get right into it with a major flip target that was on campus for an official visit over the weekend. I'm talking defensive lineman Amaris Williams committed a UF. Now, Alex, how are things looking coming out of this visit? What are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, I think you always have to be weary of kind of that post-visit high wearing off and seeing how things kind of settle in once you get home and you're away from all the you know, the red carpet rollout and, and all the great treatment you get on an official visit. But from speaking on people uh, to people on both sides of the coin here, I think this visit went as well as it possibly could have. I don't think Ohio State would have brought in Amaris Williams if they didn't feel like there was a realistic chance of flipping him. I don't think he would have taken this visit if he wasn't seriously considering Ohio State. Larry yeah. Johnson has ha has done an excellent job recruiting both Williams um, and his family. Uh, they built that relationship over the last month or so brought him up for this visit. It was somewhat of a two-way interview, obviously. Uh, Williams seeing if Ohio State is a better fit for him versus Florida, having just gotten the offer, but also Ohio State seeing how Williams fits in to that defensive line room, the culture overall uh, within the program and what they're trying to build in Columbus. And all again, all signs indicate, as I wrote in my Gleitman's Good uh, Inside Scoop column from the weekend, that uh, this was this was just a really good visit. I think the the vibe coming off the visit is that things are trending toward Williams flipping from Florida to Ohio State. Obviously, nothing is done yet. There was no silent commitment or anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the sentiment coming out of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center is that things are trending in a positive direction to sign Williams come December. I do know that uh, outside of all the, the typical things of just comfort relationships, um, Larry Johnson, the position coach, uh, you know, on, on all sides of things and and the fit in the scheme that NIL certainly will be something that is going to be important in this decision. I think Ohio State feels that they have a, a you know, a, a competitive package plan uh, for him once he gets to campus. And um, I'm sure Florida does as well. So we'll see how much that that factors in. But I'm told that 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 will be something to watch. Um, but again, just summarizing sentiment is positive mm -hmm. uh, toward Ohio State flipping Williams. All right. Well, it sounds like the groundwork has been laid. Obviously, he did not flip. Now we're just going to have to kind of wait and see what shakes out between now and signing day. But that is one for Buckeye fans to keep an eye on. Now, let's hit on some top 2025 targets that were on campus already. Some of these 
uh, names at the top of the board are starting to come off. So mainly we're talking about quarterback Devin Sanchez. He's a five-star, the number seven overall player in the entire country. He was on campus along with wide receiver Jamie French, who's committed to Alabama, the number 11 player in the country, and then another wide receiver in the top 100, Nashawn Montgomery out of South Florida, number 88 overall. So Alex, let's start right there at the top. Devin Sanchez makes a big visit to Ohio State. He's from Texas. And now coming out, he is trending on the recruiting prediction machine to the Buckeyes. What are you hearing? And could this one end soon? How's the start of college football season been for you guys? I know the games have been great, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before game can sometimes be a nightmare. And do not let this be the way that your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game Time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your team's favorite game, the biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many games you can go to, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Guys are terrible at that. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game, game time, they have deals on tickets even after an hour after the game starts. It is the place to get last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and even concert events. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Yeah, I think, you know... Will it end soon? I think that's an interesting question to uh, to kind of continue to ponder. Um, I think it will probably end sooner than maybe we, we thought going into the weekend, but I feel pretty good about Ohio State. Um, I joined uh, my colleague Matt Parker and Sam Spiegelman in, a, in putting in a recruiting prediction machine pick for Sanchez to Ohio State. I thought that they were in a good spot, that they had the edge over Alabama and Texas A&M heading into this weekend. But I think, mm -hmm. you know, coming with his parents and just – getting to see that game and seeing how good the defense uh, balled out his relationship with Tim Walton. I think it, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to um, other than NIL in today's world, it comes down to comfort and relationships. And I think Ohio state has just done such a great job in those categories. Tim Walton, Perry Eliano, Ryan Day have just done such a good job with Devin Sanchez and his family. I believe this was at least the third visit of his um, on his own dime. And, He's pretty uh, business-like approach with this recruitment, uh, he and his family. And I think that after this weekend, I, I feel pretty good that they feel Ohio State is is the place for him. And I think in their minds, it's kind of like, why drag it out if if that's how we feel? Again, after mm -hmm. coming off that visit high, getting home, digesting everything, talking about it. So I'm not saying anything is imminent, imminent, but I, right. I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Sanchez um, joins this class in the relative near future. Mm, that would be another huge pickup. Buckeyes do pretty well in the state of Texas, especially when it comes to DB. So Devin Sanchez kind of fits that mold. All right. Now there's two wide receivers I want to talk about. Jamie French, he's committed to Alabama. Then you got Nashawn Montgomery, both from the state of Florida. Uh, does Brian Hartline have a, does he have like a priority target here? Or are they both just all, everybody's welcome into this class if they want to come in? 
Yeah, I think it's 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 something that's been a topic of discussion on our board. Uh, 2025 wide receiver recruiting, obviously Brian Harline, just the class and year after year. Um, it's it's going to be a good class. It's just who makes up that class, and they have Javen Boggs in the class. He's one. I think they're going to be willing to add up to three more wide receivers for four total in this class of 2025 and who gets those spots. That's a great question. Um, we're still <laughs> trying to sort through that ourselves, but I think Jamie French is absolutely a guy that they would take in this class any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, sentiments definitely that that is a possibility after this weekend. It's not nowhere close to a done deal. No one's saying he's moving off Alabama, anything along those lines, but right. Ohio state was up there when he made his original decision, getting him back on campus was big. And I can tell you without question that the door is open for that possibility. Nashawn Montgomery, I feel a little, I think Ohio state lead. I mean, he told me straight up Ohio state leads right now, but he's got Penn state, Florida state, Colorado visits to make the rest of this fall. And then he'd like to make a decision maybe in January. So we might, you know, Ohio state might have to make a decision sooner versus later. I find it hard to believe that Ohio State would maybe say no to either of those guys. But at some point, you know, they're in for a bunch of different guys in that class. They're going to have to say no to someone just like they have the last few years. So I need to dig into that a little bit more. But uh, there's going to be someone for sure that wants in that's that's on the outside looking in to to some extent. Yeah. And Brian Hartline kind of sets the pace at wide receiver recruiting each year. Everybody wants to wait around and see who is Brian Hartline zeroing in on. So even though, hey, he's the number 88 player overall, you you don't ever know, like, is this a Brian Hartline guy or do we just have him really highly ranked? So, you know, it's going to be a talented class. And like you said, Ohio State has room for three more, maybe taking a total of four in this class. So We'll see how it shakes out, but those are definitely names that Ohio State fans need to know. Now, those are for 2025. Moving back to 2024, maybe the most important target still left on the board is Jordan Seaton. He's our number two ranked offensive tackle in the country, five-star out of IMG Academy, originally from the Maryland area. But I talked to Jordan Seaton, and I know that there's Ohio State interest on his end. You just don't hear about it a lot because he hasn't taken a visit yet. How much of a priority is Jordan Seaton on, on Ohio State's end, and when do you expect him on campus? Yeah, I'd say he is the number one priority for the Ohio State. Uh, offensive line recruiting has really been um, – Something that's been, I'd say, the weak point for Ohio State. If, if, if they don't win a national championship this year or the Big Ten, it's because, in my opinion, the offensive line talent just mm-hmm. isn't good enough. And Greg Sodraro was, I think, a plus positive, above average, good to good offensive line coach for Ohio State. But I would say he was a subpar, below average recruiter. And I think what you're seeing in their offensive line room right now is a credit to that. Um, they did lose three guys to the NFL, at least one of them in Luke Whippler that they, they maybe didn't expect to lose early. Um, but they lost three guys early to the NFL. Um, that certainly didn't help. But the recruiting just hasn't been good enough. And Justin Fry has been trying to pick up the pieces. This is really his first full cycle as uh, as the Ohio State offensive line coach. And I think they have a good base in the Armstrong twins and Ian Moore. But what they're really missing is kind of that cornerstone, five-star stud, offensive lineman, a guy who could play tackle, which I think they feel Jordan Seaton can do right. um, for them. And, and so he's the number one priority. And they could have probably had him on campus for a number of their games so far this season. But I think that they feel that this is a recruitment where it's kind of the last impression may be the best impression. He's a very impressionable kid. I think a mm-hmm. lot of the visits he comes off, you hear him gush about that team just like he did with Oregon this past weekend so I I think Ohio State's tried to kick that can down the road 
to try to be as late of an official visit as they possibly can be. And they're going to do a pretty good job of that. November 11th, their night game against Michigan State. That's the game that he's supposed to take his official visit. It'll be another big, probably their last and, and next big uh, recruiting weekend, uh, given especially that it's a night game. A lot of teams are out of the playoffs already, potentially. Um, so it's easy to get to for a lot of the national guys like Jordan Seaton. So that's going to be a huge opportunity for Ryan Day, for Justin Fry. They feel like they're right in the thick of things, and, and that's a guy that they have to bring home if they want to improve the talent on that offensive line room. Yeah, I agree with that take. I think right now Ohio State would probably be my sleeper pick for Jordan Seaton just because you hear a lot about the teams that he visits because of what you said. He is impressionable. He is emotional in a good way coming out of these visits. He, he takes it all in and it makes an impact on him. But I do know Ohio State is kind of slow playing this thing, knowing what I just said. They're trying to get him on campus late to uh, to make that final impression. But people don't really talk about him right now. And I think that Ohio State should be mentioned as one of those top contenders for Seton. All right. To end it, to wrap it up, I want to know, regardless of class, who do you think could be the next recruit to commit to Ohio State? Yeah, I think it could be a race between two 2025 linebackers. I'm going to go uh, with Eli Lee uh, out of Akron, Archbishop Hoban in Ohio. Grew up a Buckeye fan, got his offer at the beginning of the month, just visited for the Penn State game. I think at first he wanted to maybe wait a little bit, go through the process, but I think he's quickly realizing why wait? Ohio State's the place I want to be. But the sleeper, another guy who visited this weekend, it was his first visit. I thought Ohio State maybe had the lead just from a relationship standpoint coming into the weekend was Elijah Melendez out of Florida. Um, I think without question, Ohio State is the leader coming off the visit this past weekend. I think, again, does the visit high wear off and he says okay we're going to actually slow things down we're going to go through the process here or does he decide to just go ahead and pull the trigger which i think is a real possibility so one of those two guys i'll go with eli lee but either way those are two linebackers that ohio state's going to take in a three or, or maybe even four linebacker class in 2025 all right great stuff coming off a big visit weekend in columbus alex Gleitman, thank you for dropping by today on the inside scoop Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.